0: It's crossover Thursday on the Locked On Giants, Locked On Colts podcast. Zach Hicks, co-host of Locked On Colts, joins me as we give you everything you need to know, matchups, key storylines, predictions about this weekend's big Giants game against the Indianapolis Colts that's coming your way next.
1: You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Your team every day.
0: Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. There's no competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times the amount of your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks and we know you will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. What is good, New York Giant fans, and welcome to the New- to the Indianapolis Colts fans who are c- coming to us on this crossover edition of the Locked on Giants, Locked on Colts podcast. And I am Patricia Trainer, host of Locked on Giants, joined by Zach Hicks. He is the co-host of Locked on Colts, and the face we don't get to see very often, but uh, nonetheless, great to catch up with you, Zach. I know we talk in, in our group chats and everything like that, and we got a lot to talk about this game coming up between the Giants and the Colts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really fun to talk with uh, Giants fans because I feel like, you know, for the better part of like a couple decades there, we were just like very close fan bases rooting for one brother. You know, we each had our own brother of the Manning family, Peyton Manning on one side, Eli Manning on the other. Uh, So Colts and Giants fans are always a little bit connected. And I know a lot of Colts fans have a lot of uh, love in their heart for the Giants when they beat the the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl twice. So it's always fun talking with y'all.
0: Yeah, definitely. And of course, the two teams have some history, but you know what? The Giants looking to make a little bit of history this Sunday, and we're going to kick things off with the key storylines, the lead storylines. And for the New York Giants, the home team, it's winning in. That's as simple as it gets. Win and in. If the Giants beat the Colts, they will clinch their first playoff berth since 2016. A playoff berth that really nobody and I mean, like very few people, I should say, anticipated would be even something we'd be discussing this late in the season. But the Giants, you know, they've, they've surprised people. They've been perky. They've been competitive. Um, they've held their own against some of the, you know, last week against the Vikings, who, believe it or not, <laughs> I know you guys don't want to hear about the Vikings yeah. after what happened. But <laughs> the Vikings, the number two NFC team, seated team in the NFC. Uh, the Giants are looking to clinch, get in, and just see what happens. You know, then it becomes a whole new season. Everybody's zero and zero, and it's sudden death. So that is the big story for the Giants. They're looking for the crowd to, to really step up. And the Giants could also be getting back some, some guys who have injuries. Notably, a Dory Jackson, cornerback, might play this weekend. A Dory Jackson, for the first time uh, this week, actually practice. This was the first time he practiced since suffering that uh, sprained MCL returning punts. So getting him back, even if it's on a pitch count, would be huge for the Giants against that Colts offense. And of course, we'll get into matchups a little later, but we also have to talk about, you know, Aziz Ojulari, who last week sprained his ankle against the Vikings, but you know part of that pass rush and... Boy, that's going to be some matchup. And again, we'll talk about it a little later on in the program. But that Giants pass rush is really starting to come of age now. And that's another storyline as the Giants push forward towards, hopefully, their first playoff berth since 2016.
1: Yeah, you know, when we look at the Indianapolis Colts, it's actually the complete opposite of the New York Giants. You know, coming into the season, there was playoff aspirations. You know, maybe winning the division, maybe pushing a little bit late into the playoffs. You know, Matt Ryan was the final piece and I know as every Colts fan who's listening to this, every Colts fan who's followed along all season, that has just not been the case at all. This team has been downright putrid, you know, three quarterback changes, firing offensive coordinator, firing a head coach, bringing in an ESPN analyst to be the head coach after that. It has just been a whirlwind of a season. And even then, since then, you know, against the Dallas Cowboys, giving up 30 straight points in the fourth quarter, blowing the biggest lead in the history of the NFL to the Minnesota Vikings uh, it has been a season to forget for Indianapolis Colts fans and for this Indianapolis Colts team. So I think the biggest storyline, honestly, is how much fight does this team have left? Because we saw, you know, the defense has had fight every single week. Yes, they blew a 33-point lead to the Minnesota Vikings, but they had a, a dumb first that led to that giant lead there that, you know, against the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, we even saw this past weekend's Justin Herbert in the in the Los Angeles Chargers they kind of held him down for most of that game. They scored only 20 points in that game. Uh, And really it was, I mean, it wasn't until like a final drive late in the fourth quarter that they really put that game away. This Colts defense has been kind of the last little lifeline that this team has even had whatsoever. Uh, And I think once that lifeline breaks, we'll just start seeing blowouts, blowouts. Luckily there's only two games left. uh, This defense is playing hard, but I just wonder how much fight this defense has left, because this Colts offense we know has zero fight left. They're not going to do anything against anybody, especially like what you just said with that Giants pass rush stepping up. Uh, It's probably not going to be a good week for that Colts offense. But how much fight does the Indianapolis Colts defense have left? I think that's the biggest storyline the rest of the year, because, again, once that goes, I mean, that's the only thing we got going for us right now here in Indy. So, yeah, it's been a tough season, but uh, luckily that Colts defense is making some of these games at least a little bit more entertaining.
0: Now, I've got a question for you. I asked this of your co-host, Jake Arthur, who writes over for uh, Colts, I think it's Horseshoe Huddle, which is part of the ESV, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Fan Nation Network. And I'm going to ask you, given what happened against the Vikings and that devastating loss, that historic loss, have the Colts recovered from that? Or are you were sensing that they've just kind of thrown it up their hands and said, you know what, we're just going to mail it in the rest of the way?
1: You know, it, it's hard to say mail it in because every single snap these players are playing for their lives. You know, you've been around the league for a long time, Patricia. You understand that uh, there's no real such thing as like tanking or, or really throwing it in. But when you look at this Indianapolis Colts team, there's a lot of problems from top to bottom, from front office to coaching to players to locker room. Uh, it's kind of a bad place right now, and I think again, I don't want to say mailing it in because this Colts defense is coming out and they're giving their best shot every single week, but. Uh, it's it's a lost season. You know, it is kind of a lost season right now. We saw it on Monday against the Chargers, where yes, the defense came to play, but it was a pretty easy twenty to three victory for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that uh, the players are really mailing it in, but I think you're as close as you can get to saying that when it comes to NFL players and NFL team. Uh, this is it's just a lost season with uh, not many good things going for this team right now.
0: And I also have to ask you about Jeff Saturday. I mean, I got to admit, I was kind of surprised that he was named the interim head coach. What did you think of that move? And how has he basically been adjusting to this role?
1: You know, Jeff Saturday is a very honest guy. He's a very straightforward guy. You know, when he comes to the media, he doesn't have that, that coach speak way about him where he knows how to tactfully lie, you know, like all these <laughs> coaches are. Uh, so you can kind of see the inexperience a little bit there. But I do think that this is a guy where He's a very genuine person. I think he's doing the best he can in a very impossible situation. I mean, there really was no chance of success. I mean, there was the slimmest chance. And if he somehow did that, he'd be the coach for the next 10 years. But unfortunately, that's not been the case. This team has regressed to the point where they're not even competitive in a lot of games or they're blowing, you know, biggest leads in NFL history. Uh, And I think a lot of that has to do with, yes, the locker room tension. Yes, it being a lost season, but also, you have a head coach and you have an offense coordinator that just really ill-equipped to be in the role that they are in. So uh, I love Jeff Saturday. I think he's a great player when he played for the Colts. I think he's a great guy to love him in the front office role or something like that, or something with the organization, but a head coach is probably not a place that he should be in the near future for the Colts.
0: All right. Well, we're going to find out what he has up his sleeve for these giants, as well as what the giants have up their sleeves for Jeff Saturday coming up. We are going to talk about matchups which matchups are going to tilt the scale one way or another. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back on this crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Colts. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode of The League available as a bonus episode on the Locked On NFL podcast. Narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks, The League is an eight-part docu-series about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, football. You won't want to miss these untold stories spanning from the 1940s through to the present. Head on over to Locked On NFL to hear the bonus episode or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Audible, get in the game. Hey, Giant fans, thanks so much for making the Locked On Giants podcast your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, get instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Welcome back to this special crossover edition of the Locked on Giants, Locked on Colts podcast. It's a rare meeting. The last meeting for the New York Giants against an AFC team this year. The Giants 3-0 against AFC teams. They're looking to make it 4-0, and but more importantly, they're looking to get into the playoffs because they don't want to have to do that against the Eagles in the final week of the season. And Zach, the the uh, Colts playing for pride at this point. They've been eliminated. It's been a rough season. Listen, Giant fans, we've been there. We know yes. what, what you're going through. Uh, the last decade or so, or most of the last decade, it's just been absolutely rough to follow the Giants. Um, So we're getting a little bit of a reprieve. You guys have had some success along the way. And, you know, it's just amazing how the NFL cycle kind of tilts one week, you know, one year, this team is up, this team's down. And the next year, it's it's completely opposite. So you never know what you're going to get, which is part of the reason why covering the NFL is so much fun.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, and you know I think a lot of it comes down to again just coaching. You guys can kind of see that Brian Dable coming in this year and and really turning around everything about that uh, that team. And I think that's what the Colts are going to be looking for this upcoming offseason. So uh, yeah, you know there's highs and lows when it comes to the NFL, and and something I've learned throughout my whole life is there's more lows than highs. So you got to just roll through these lows.
0: Well, whatever you do when you look for your next head coach, don't touch anybody on the Giants staff, please. <laughs> We've <laughs> got we'll more try. work to do. So, <laughs> yep. All, right. All right, folks, we're going to talk about matchups. What are the key matchups that can tilt the game either way towards the Giants or to the, towards the Colts? And Zach, I'm going to start with you. What matchups do you think are the key ones for this game?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. You see, we're not even looking at matchups from the Colts' perspective that could tilt the game in favor of the Colts winning because honestly, wins don't even matter at this point. I don't care. I don't care if Nick Foles comes out and throws for 600 yards. You know, it's probably more beneficial if, if they lose this game. Uh, but the things that really do matter from the Colts' perspective is just seeing the development and the production of these young players. And the most prominent one, the most important one, is Bernard Ryman over there at left tackle, rookie left tackle, third round pick. Uh, and he started off this year just atrocious. I mean, it was brutal. I think he had like five penalties against the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football, came back into the starting lineup against the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and Josh Sweat had his way with him in that game. But since then, we've seen a new player every week. He's just gradually gotten better and better. Yes, he gave up a sack to Cleo Mack last week, but which which left tackle hasn't? Every single left tackle has given up a sack to Cleo Mack. And this week, you know, he's going to have another tough test ahead of him. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, is one of the best young pass rushers in football. And he just has this outstanding motor and explosiveness to his game where someone like Bernard Ryman, that could be a tough little thing to deal with there. So uh, Kevon Thibodeau, obviously, is going to be a tough one. And then uh, o- Aziz Ojolari, uh that's a tough one right there. But he's coming back. And, again, that's just another player who, when he has played, he's been a very, very productive player for the Giants. And I think uh, seeing what Bernard Ryman can do in this matchup with those guys uh, is more important than anything, win or loss, with this heat. You know, we want to see if we have the future left tackle on our roster right now. And lately, Bernard Ryman has looked that way, but that's another one right there. And then, obviously, again, keep it on that offensive line. They've had another young guard playing this year, Will Fry's at right guard. He's going to have a very, very tough matchup as well in the interior. And, you know, they, they just got to keep their constant play, their consistent play of late. I don't, again, I don't care if Nick Foles comes out and comes leads 40% of his passes and and looks as bad as he did on Monday night. As long as his offensive line can prove that they can carry this into next season, that's all that matters right now. So these young players, Will Fry's at right guard, Bernard Rodman at left tackle, tough test ahead of them with this Giants pass rush that's getting better and better. Uh, That's my biggest matchup for this entire team.
0: All right, I'm going to think outside the box here, and I'm going to actually mention a matchup that I don't think I've mentioned on any crossover show this season, but this one concerns me. Special teams.
1: <laughs> That's all we got going special for us right teams. now. Special teams,
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. So I am on the official NFL stats site right now, and I wanted to see how good the Colts have been on special teams. And uh, just looking real quick at this site, the Colts have the number one ranked kickoff return unit. They are yes. averaging 28.4 yards per return. Um It says uh, they're averaging 8.6 yards per return on punting. And then, let's see, just flipping it around defensively, uh, the coverage teams, let's see, what are they doing coverage-wise? Coverage-wise, they have the seventh best uh, punt coverage team and the 23rd best, it looks like, uh, kickoff coverage team. Now, why am I mentioning special teams? Because the Giants' special teams haven't been good this year. They, I think I could point to two games, Seattle and arguably you can point to maybe even last week's game, the loss against the Vikings, in which the special teams cost the Giants. Um, there have been, it just seems like every other week, there's a big return being given up. Guys aren't holding their lanes. Um, you know, something goes astray with the Giants special teams and it's become a problem And it's not something that gets talked about a whole lot by, you know, the giants media, but it's, it's one third of the game. It really should be talked about a little bit more now to be fair here in assessing the special teams, the giants, because of injuries, they've had to pull guys that were core special teamers off of special teams towards offense and defense, which is always a problem because now you get, you know, guys who maybe haven't played it as much in the college ranks or in the pro ranks and, you got guys who basically have to learn out on the fly and things like lane integrity and just, you know, making legal blocks and all that stuff. Now this becomes a lost art, so to speak. And poor team act, Thomas McGaigy, the special teams coordinator, you know, he always likes to use the um, analogy of gumbo, where mm-hmm. you just grab whatever ingredients you can, throw it into the pot and hope that it comes out to taste good. Yeah. Well, lately it hasn't been tasting that great. <laughs> So T-Max from from the South, by the way. So the gumbo, oh, yeah. that hence the gumbo ref. But um, yeah, special teams, I think, is, is really going to be a key thing to watch. You know, you mentioned the Giants pass rush against the, uh, the Colts offensive line. I know the Colts offensive line hasn't played well. I noticed also that uh, Saturday made a, a switch instead of going with Matt Ryan, who's a statue back there going with Nick Foles, which I think is a smart move because Nick Foles can at least move around, whereas Matt Ryan's a statue back there, a sitting, a sitting duck. Nick, so. Foles,
1: I mean, Nick Foles, if you watched him on Monday night, you might be coming back a little bit on that one. He had a sack where he tried to scramble and he bumped into a linebacker and fell on his back. It was brutal. So, so it's like moving to, from a statue to like, a smaller statue. <laughs> like it's pretty All bad. right,
0: Fair enough. <laughs> but the point being is, is Nick Foles can at least move around a little a bit little if bit, he needs yeah. to. If he right, needs to. Right, <laughs> So, you know, and then I know the Colts will be without Jonathan Taylor. He's on an IR. Where's their offense going to come from?
1: Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's not going to be any offense. I mean, again, we're looking at one of the worst offenses in the league. And honestly, I would say since, since the firing of Marcus Brady and Frank Reich, it is, Probably been the worst offense in the entire NFL. Uh, even in that Minnesota Vikings game where they jumped out to a 33 point lead before the half, if you look at that game, the Colts defense gifted them, I think, five possessions starting on the other side of the 50, you know, going in, and they managed 16 points off of that. I mean, this is an atrocious offense. Uh, they have no passing game. The pass protection has been below average at best. And then they have a, an assistant QB coach calling plays. I mean, th- there was just no path for success with this offense. And then when you take Jonathan Taylor out of the equation, uh, honestly, I think if if a defense gives up, honestly, at this point, more than 14 points to this offense, I think your defense has some major, major issues. Because <laughs> I, I really don't see any way that this offense threatens a defense at all. It, I mean, there's just nothing there. Uh, so, I mean, we, we saw, again, on Monday night, the, the Chargers defense, who has been an average unit at best this year, just completely shut them down. So... Yeah, this should be a get right back, a good like a get right game for the Giants' defense if they struggled of late.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at uh, again the stats, situational football. The Colts are ranked 29th in third downs. Um, they are 31st in the red zone, 27th on goal to goal and let's see what's their time of possession. They're averaging 16.5 points per game. They're 19th time of possession in time of possession. Uh, and then they have the 28th ranked offense, which is you know seven points lower than the Giants, but the Giants at least you know a little bit better. Uh the Colts yeah. uh 29th with interception rate, goodness, and 28th with sacks per per uh pass attempt. So gosh, that's yeah. that's rough. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that it is up rough. Well.
1: That sums it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You got to laugh about it, right? At
1: at this point, point. yeah. You can't even get mad anymore. You can't get mad about it. It's just, it is what it is. It's a broken offense. And uh, any kind of hope that you had for it turning around kind of falls off at like week eight, week nine. So uh, we're just kind of chilling at this point the rest of the year.
0: A little bit better, though, it looks like on defense. It looks like you have the 11th overall defense, um, the 11th passing uh, defense, 20th against the rush which is probably not a good matchup if you, if you're talking Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones against the, that run defense. Yep. And then again, looking at situational football, 7th on third downs, um 30th on red, in the red zone, 19, tied for 19th on goal to go. And uh yeah, they're giving up it looks like um what 23.8 points per game, which is right about up in the Giants wheelhouse. So, you know, on paper This this should be an easy one for the Giants, but it's never easy. And uh, I've got to ask you, I mean, is there anything that the Colts can put up against the Giants that you think might cause problems for them?
1: Just special teams and defense for the Colts. (laughs) Like you said, I I love that you brought the special teams point because that could really change the game. And that's why the Colts are able to score. So many points against the Minnesota Vikings. You know, the game started with Dallas Flowers, who's been one of the bright spots on the return game. Probably the best offensive player that the Colts have had just because of his kick returns of late. Uh, he started that game with like a 60-yard return, and the Colts were able to score off of that. Uh, and then the next possession, the Colts blocked a punt and returned that for a touchdown. I think this year they have two blocked punts and two field goal blocks, as well as all those other special teams stats you said. So uh, the only way I could see this really getting out of hand for the Giants is if they turn the ball over on offense, And if the Colts special teams just has a great game, because those are the only two units that are even NFL worthy at this point for the Colts. So, again, I I don't know the state of the Giants defense right now, but if they need a get right game, this is the game. This is the game where they can tee off and get right and get some interceptions, get some sacks uh, and just have some fun out there. But, yeah, the only way this could really go the Colts way is if that defense and uh, special teams gets after the Giants.
0: Giants defense hasn't been playing that badly, but, you know, they haven't really come up with the interceptions. They've been slipping through their fingers. So hopefully... We got you. We got yeah. you. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully this, this this game gets them right on that part. But the pass rush, you know, if, if Ojulari is playing, uh, the pass rush, I I can't wait to see them against the the Colts lot offensive line. I'm kind of surprised that Quentin Nelson's season has kind of been, you know, off for him. You know, he's, he's always historically been one of the better offensive lineman he's a guy I wanted actually when he came out in the draft and of course the Giants went in a different direction Uh, but uh, yeah just just a a weird type of year for the Indianapolis Colts and coming up we're going to give our predictions I have a feeling I know what your prediction is going (laughs) to be we got to do it anyway folks so we will be back with our predictions right after this this crossover edition of the Locked On Giants Locked On Colts podcast is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game. And Bet Online doesn't stop there, it's your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. Including NBA, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the games start. Hey guys, I have an important message for you right now. Ever have a night where you're just hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks, and then suddenly a few becomes too many? And as the evening comes to a close, and people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, and then you say to yourself, nah, I don't live that far away. I can make it home. It's not a big deal. Besides, what are the odds of getting pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? My insurance will go up. I lose my license. I might lose my job. I might total my car. There might be a tragedy. Well, folks, everybody knows about the dangers of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. And we at the Lock On Network don't want to see anybody get into that situation. But still, despite the dangers being known, there are still people that get behind the wheel of the car and drive under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition Locked on Giants, Locked on Colts. I'm Patricia Trainor, host of Locked on Giants. He is Zach Hicks, co host of Locked on Colts. He does a great job with Jake Arthur. Is the other half. And uh, guys, if you want to find out everything you need to know, uh, if you're a giant fans, you want to find out about the Colts, check them out over on lockdown Colts and Colts fans. If you want to know more about the giants, check my show out Um, all this week. We've been doing stuff and I have shorts that I've been putting out uh, daily updates on, on the giants and whatnot. So check out my stuff as well. Happy to have you all with us. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day and Zach, it's time for predictions. How bad's it going to be?
1: Again, this Colts defense—they're—they're they're coming out and they're trying. At least I can't complain too much about them. Uh, it just seems like kind of late in the games they lose their leg a little bit. They lose their legs a little bit, and this Giants team is the exact team that you don't want that to happen against because Saquon Barkley in the running game, uh, Daniel Jones and his ability to scramble and create. Uh, this is a team that you don't want to be trailing against, but the Colts don't have an offense to take a lead against this team at all. So I think it's going to be very, very similar script to last week against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to say something like 23-3 to three, uh, Giants put this game away. I just – the Colts offense is literally nothing right now. Like, I don't have – I think three points might be a little generous, honestly, for this Colts offense, but I'll give them – I'll give the benefit of the doubt uh, going into this one. But, yeah, 23-3 to three, uh Giants and uh yeah just get get closer closer to the end of the season here for the Colts
0: 23 to three Wow. I don't think the Giants I'm just looking real quick I don't think they've <laughs> held an opponent to under 10 points no they haven't we
1: got gotcha. you we got gotcha. you
0: wow, wow. <laughs> that's amazing um all right you know what I'm gonna start off by saying I think this is a giant win yes. but I'm gonna be a little bit more generous with the Colts and what I think they're capable of doing. I, I, I don't think they're going to you know, score just three points. You know them better than I do, but I'm going to be a little bit more generous here. Um, the key for the Giants, I think, is don't make mistakes. They have proven time and time again, they are not good enough to overcome the mistakes they made. They proved it last week, You know, everybody talks about, oh, you know, the walk-off field goal by the Vikings. Well, it should have never come to that because if the Giants don't fumble the ball, if there's not an interception. If the two, um, you know, defensive interceptions that, that weren't are made, you know, maybe that's a different ball game at that point. So the Giants just can't seem to come back from mistakes. That said, if they play as close as possible to a pristine game, I do think they can put up at least 27 points on this Colts team. Um, but I'm going to say that, you know, given the tendency of something going wrong on special teams, because it's <laughs> happened just about every week, um, given a, a slip up here and there on defense, I'm going to say the Colts maybe score 14 points. So Ooh. I'm going to go 27-14. I want to okay. be a little bit more generous uh, on that. But but I do think the Giants come away with the win. I Their first postseason playoff berth. Um, which will be really exciting. You know, the the crowd's going to be absolutely pumped up and, and electric for that game. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it's going to be a fun game, I think.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, I think one thing I'll leave this on is the only team that can beat the Giants this week is the Giants. The Colts are not going to beat the Giants this week. It'll, for the Colts to win this game, the Giants have to come out and beat themselves uh, which obviously it could happen. This Colts team, you know, especially on defense and special teams, is still playing pretty hungry. But, uh, yeah, the Giants are the only team that can beat themselves. But, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, they have a streak to keep this week. They, they gave the Minnesota Vikings their division uh, back uh, three weeks ago. Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings clinched the division. Last week, the Chargers clinched their chance at the playoffs uh, by beating the Colts and this week we got to help you guys get yourselves into the playoffs as well. So we're we're going to try to do our part. You guys just come out and do your part and we'll get you guys into the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I just find it very interesting cuz you know I'm looking at the scores that the that the Colts have put up. You know, week 10 they put up a 25-20 win against the Raiders and then week 15 they put up uh 36 points against the Vikings, but otherwise, you know, the, in the weeks around that, they've scored under 20 points and sometimes it's like, you know, when I'm looking at it, I'm like who are the real Colts? Is it the teams that's capable of putting up 20-plus points or the team that that just struggles?
1: Well, if you look at it, the games that they put up more than 20, it was, I think it was like two, two times it had offensive explosions against the, the Raiders' defense, which was a mess at that point in the season. That was Jeff Saturday's first game. Uh, and then against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think back in week eight, where it was like a big offensive explosion. We thought everything was fixed every other game if they even scored more than 20 it's been because their defense and special teams it has not been that offense. Uh, this offense has just been stuck in the mud uh, to, to say the you know to say everything as nice as possible they've been stuck in the mud all season uh, and, and we just we're past the point of thinking that this can turn around so uh again if the Giants just play controlled football, they don't turn the ball over they don't give up big kick returns or a block punt, this should be an easy, easy win for a team looking for the playoffs. But again, the Colts defense and special teams, they haven't given up yet. So maybe they can make this a little bit of a dogfight on Sunday.
0: And it's never easy for the Giants. Just once, I'd like to see them dominate a team. But this year, most of their victories have been by one score or less.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it, it, it could end up being a little closer than you think. But listen, it's going to be a, a battle I mean, I don't expect the Colts to come into MetLife Stadium and and just lie down. Uh, they they get paid too, and you never know. You absolutely right. never know what could happen. I think if the Colts somehow upset the Giants, who uh, I believe are favored by three and a half points, um, yeah. I mean, it could, it could be it could get ugly for the Giants if if they yes. don't uh, if they don't deliver the goods a- on Sunday. So. Um, It should be a fun one. It should be a loud one for the Giants, uh, the Colts. You know, I I, I don't know what to say. I feel bad, you know, being the host team and everything. I feel like I should say something uh, more comforting to you, but I don't know what to say.
1: You have already been way nicer than what you should be for... This one, I appreciate it. I appreciate some of the kind words you've managed to to kind of say about this team, and and you know uh, we'll be rooting for you guys in the playoffs. We like the Giants here in Indy, uh, NFC team again. The Peyton Manning, Eli Manning stuff. We always we always love you guys. So uh, we're going to help you guys get to the playoffs. You guys just do your part. We'll help you guys <laughs> get there, and then we'll be rooting for you the rest of the way.
0: What what generous guests you are. And by the way, the, the spread, I misspoke. The spread, according our, to our friends at Online, is six points. I thought it was three and a half. I guess it went up uh, during the course of the week. So it's a six-point spread. The Giants favored uh, the over-under 38 and a half points. And um, let's see, the money line is plus 200 for the Colts, minus 240 for the Giants. So, folks... Take the information we've given you and do what you must with it. If you're planning on betting, and if you're not, you know, d- just depending on who you're rooting for, you know, hope it works out the way you you expect it to. So, yes. anyway, that's going to do it for us here on this crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Colts. We appreciate you tuning in, and again, making us your first listen of the day, or if watching your first uh, watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. For Zach Hicks, I'm Patricia Traynor. Everybody have a great day and we will see you on our respective shows tomorrow.